King James was so popular is because King James banned and made it illegal to produce any other English books, any English translations. And so in 1599, actually it's in 1560, uh, there was another English translation produced in uh, Geneva, Switzerland, that was actually a really good uh, translation. In fact, uh, the, all, all the pilgrims on the Mayflower carried the Geneva Bible with them. It's called the Geneva Bible. Uh, all the uh, uh, people went to Jamestown in Jamestown, Virginia, uh, carried the Geneva Bible because that's what was available at the time and it was very popular. And then, uh, and it has a bunch of notes and annotations in that particular translation. And so it was a very popular translation for a long time until King James banned, <laughs> banned it. And so King James became popular because it was illegal to own any, any other one. Uh, in fact, in some countries, and it may have been in Switzerland, uh, the, you, had a, you had to pay a fine if you didn't have a Bible on your, on your coffee table. Uh, because, you know, they said, well, we produced this English Bible. You should have one in your house and, you, and we will find you if you don't. Now, I can get behind a fine like that, you know, yeah. finding you if you don't do these other things, you know, the, you know, it's kind of I really don't think you should be fined for not having a Bible. But, you know, uh, and, but uh, so. But anyway, in the in the King James Bible, it says that. Uh, um, uh, that it's helpful to read. A, and I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit. It's helpful to to get the sense of a verse. Uh, by reading multiple translations. Uh, that's actually in the King James Bible. And, uh, and it was a quote from St. Augustine who lived a thousand years before the King James Bible was even produced. So uh, people who say it's King James only don't actually read the King James Bible because that's what it literally says in the introduction to the King James Bible, that multiple translations are helpful to get the sense of what's trying to be said here. Uh, and so, you know, it's fun, people... Uh, aren't people funny? They make up these things, you know, they don't even sew. And then, well, you know, then they don't even read what the actual authors wrote. You know, of course, most King James Bible don't include that particular part of, of the uh, introduction there. Uh, but um, anyway, so the, the whole thing, the whole project was uh, was of great value uh, to uh, to put together. And um, we'll get it online, available online uh, before too long. But we need to get some more copies before we can do that, right? So, uh but why don't we pray and we'll get into the word of God today. So, Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for blessing us. Father, we thank you that it is your divine desire that every single man, woman, and child on the earth, Father, lives a life without sickness and disease. That's your desire, Father. That's your will. That's your plan. And so, Father, uh, you're not against us in that. You're 100% for us in living a life free from sickness and disease and pain and aches, Father, and any kind of limitations in our physical bodies. You desire us to be well all the days of our lives. And we thank you for that, Father. We give you the praise and the honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we finished, of course, Brother Randy was here last week, and, and uh, I just thought he did a, a great job in healing school. Of course, he always does a good job, but it just seemed like it was just, you know, uh, just an even better job than, than normal uh, last week. So, um, but we're back here now, and we've been going through uh, Brother Bosworth's book, and we're in the chapter... Uh, about the different reasons that he's observed uh, in his ministry uh, about why people uh, don't receive their healing. And we're, we finished up number 15, which was uh, watching your symptoms. And he mentioned, you know, uh, uh, Abraham, how he did not consider his own body uh, and mentioned 2 Corinthians 5, 7, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, and so if, you're, if your symptoms... In, for you, if your symptoms are the measure of whether you're healed or not, then you're not in faith. 
because if you have to have some natural observation to determine that you're healed, then you were never in faith to begin with. Amen. And, and that's, we're not trying to judge people or harm people. We're trying to locate people, right? Where is your faith? So if your faith is only I'll be healed when I feel it, then you're never in faith, right? Then you're just in presumption. You're, in, uh, you're, you're basically in the same boat that Thomas is, right? I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, and then that's not really believing. That's just seeing. Because if you see it, there's no need to believe, is there? Amen. If you're already healed, why are you believing for healing? Uh, and so, uh, so that, that's pretty common. And, and really, you need to train yourself that, um, um, you know, if you believe in God for it, then don't be checking on your symptom all the time. You know, and then the balance of that, you know, I mean, you may want to see, you know, if it's better, if you can do that without it affecting your faith, then, you know, I don't see that there's a problem with it. But a lot of times people will believe God for something. Then they go check the symptoms and the symptoms are still the same. And they go, oh, I thought I was healed. Well, then you never really in faith begin to begin with. Right. But if you believe in God for healing and you go check your symptoms are still there. Say, well, it has to go eventually. It may not be that gone right this very second, but it will go. So you can stay in faith and, and see your symptoms. But but usually uh, people are checking their symptoms to confirm that their faith worked or didn't work. Uh, and if that's if that's where your faith is, then that's not really faith because you faith knows when it goes forward that uh, it's going to receive the end of its faith. So faith knows if you're, if you're believing for healing, then you're healed the minute that you believe and you know that. And so checking your symptoms are just, well, you know, is it done yet? Is it done yet? Is it done yet? You know, you're still, you still you, but you still believe that you're healed. Uh, the The issue comes in when. You know, you think you believe, but you're not sure. So you're going to confirm whether you're in faith by seeing if your symptoms are now gone. So the 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 status of your symptoms is not a confirmation of whether or not you were in faith. Uh, and you have to get to where you believe that. Right. And so uh, so that's the balance. You've got to find it. And really, you're the only one who can do that. Sometimes it's better to not check your symptoms if you think it's going to harm your faith. Right. You just, well, uh, I, I believe I'm healed and that's all I need to know. Uh, and, and so, yes, ma'am. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really how you maintain your faith. Right. Uh, and so when the because uh, some symptoms are obvious. Right. So you don't have to go look at anything or feel anything like your heartbeat or anything like that. If it's an ache or pain, you know, you don't need it's just going to happen. Right. And so. Uh, in that moment, then really uh, you do what you say is you thank the Lord, Lord, I'm healed, you know, uh, and I'll and I'll speak to it, you know, uh, say, well, you have to go. I'm healed. I'll speak to that pain or the ache or whatever and and, uh, and let it know that I'm in faith. You know, it may not be in faith. Uh, I don't know if a pain can be in faith or not, but uh, but I'm in faith. And so I'll speak to the symptom in that moment. Uh, uh, you're going to have to go. Uh, I'm healed in Jesus name. So and that's really for faith. Faith is not every time you feel the symptom. Well, God, please heal me. That's not really faith because faith only needs to be expressed one time. And then then you're in that hope of the hope of the the uh, manifestation of that faith that uh, and it's biblical hope. Right. It's it's I believe God. And at some point that this healing will manifest when that occurs. I don't know. I don't really care. It's going to happen. Uh, and so you stay you maintain that hope by thanking God uh, whenever you think about it and if you and if the the symptom itself is something that brings itself to your attention then well lord i'm healed 
Now, and you may have to go take your medication to cover that symptom, but you can still do that in faith. You take your pill and say, Lord, I'm healed. Uh, this is one less pill that I'm going to have to take. Uh, so, so you need to maintain your faith uh, throughout the whole process. Uh, and, and so uh, you've got to train yourself not to be defeated whenever the symptom returns. Oh, I thought I was healed. See, then you just throw your faith out the window by, by saying things like that. Uh, and, and, you know, and sometimes you may get annoyed, which is different than being defeated, right? Uh, so maintain your faith even throughout the symptoms. And every time it flares up, well, I'm healed. I'm still healed. Thank you for reminding me that I'm healed. Uh, and I don't know if you need to thank your symptom or not, but, um, but you can thank the Lord that you're healed. Amen. So uh, just uh, you're the only one who can decide, are you using your symptoms to uh, determine if you were in faith or not? If you are, then you're not, that's not really the right way to do it, right? You don't, your symptoms are not the measure of your faith. The symptoms or the lack of, of symptoms are not the measure of faith. Faith already knows that it's in faith. Faith knows once you believe God, I'm healed, it already knows that you're healed. Symptoms are not a confirmation of that or not. Um, and so, but you need to check your symptoms because you may need to stop taking your medication or you may need to, you know, do this or that uh, in relation to your symptoms. Uh, that's fine. If you've got a cast on, you know, you may not need a cast anymore. You know, if, if you're wearing glasses, you may not need to wear glasses anymore. Because if you're, if anybody put on my glasses, you know, if they had good eyesight, they wouldn't have good eyesight while they was wearing my glasses, right? So, uh, so, you know, uh, we, we've got to be careful not to be so legalistic that, you know, you ignore things. Um, but we also don't want to measure our faith by observing things in the natural realm. Uh, so, because, uh, you know, many times there, there is a time that transpires from the time that you believe God to the time that you receive. And sometimes it's a short period of time. I've had them, symptoms just disappear within minutes, you know. Uh, and sometimes, you know, instantly. And, and uh, I've had some things last for sometimes months, you know. Never more than a year, but, uh, um, uh, but you know, and that's really the exception, even that. Usually it's in, in uh, you know, a day or, or days, you know, not very long at all. Uh, and so, but you need to maintain your faith during that whole time. And so the, the, one of the best things to do is, is be in a thankful attitude, thanking God that you're healed every time you think about it. And if, if the symptoms aren't obvious, but you have to maintain uh, some regimen like taking medication, then every time you take the medication, I would thank God, uh, Lord, this is one less time. I've got to take this pill. Uh, and so uh, that's a good way to maintain your faith because you do need to maintain it. You know, a lot of times people can start actually in faith uh, and they're in the moment that they, they believe God, at that moment in time, they are in faith. Uh, but, you know, what we read there about uh, uh, Abraham in Romans chapter 4, it says he considered not his own body now dead. So he was in faith, but it took him 25 years to receive the end of his faith. Uh, and I've never waited 25 years for the end of my faith, but Abraham waited 25 years. Of course, he lived to be 180-something years old, so, you know, 25 years wasn't a big deal for him, right? He's got a few years to spare, uh, and we don't have that promise to live that, that long. But uh, every time that those symptoms uh, rose up, the, the consideration of uh, the fact that he could not bear children, that wasn't a consideration for uh, God being faithful. Well, yes, I'm still dead today, still can't produce children today, but um, uh, God gave me the promise. So 
so he never used his symptoms as a measurement of whether or not God was faithful to do what he said he was going to do. And that's really where we get into, into failure is when we, when we use our symptoms to determine whether or not we were ever in faith. Uh, a lot of people have lost their faith. They were in faith uh, at the beginning of it, and then, then somewhere along they lost their faith. And I know for me, uh, it's been very common that, you know, you believe God for a sickness, you know, whatever it is, some kind of ache or pain. Uh, and I think I told you with, when I had the sinus infection, uh, dealt with it for several months and then finally got the information that it was a sinus infection and believed God while I was following the doctor's instructions. And within six weeks, it was all cleared up. And, and, and uh, he said, you were completely 100% uh, infected in your sinuses. So, you know, and I guess I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Is there, is there normal to have like 30% infection? I don't know, you know. Anybody know anything about sinus infections, you know? So how, how much infection did people have? I mean, is it, uh, is it, uh, I mean, this was all the way, it was a, the infection was white on the x-ray or the, the MRI, and this, mine was 100% white, right? And he said, you're 100% infected with the sinuses, and, uh, and he was sure I was going to have to have surgery. And, but I mixed my faith with what he did, what he told me to do, and, uh, and then it cleared up. Uh, and then, uh, but it was about two or three months later, that same, that same symptom showed up, uh, and that's not uncommon. It's not uncommon, especially uh, if, you know, the origin of it uh, many times is some kind of demonic influence, but I didn't cast the devil out then. You don't always have to cast the devil out. You know, the word of God is sufficient by itself. You have to be led by the Spirit of God whether you need to actually cast the devil out, uh, and so, uh, but even if it wasn't originally then, you know, sometimes the devil will bring that same symptom to you, uh, and then, uh, try to defeat you by your own words. Oh, I thought I was healed. And by doing that, a lot of times you open the door wide open to the devil and he just comes in right in and gives you the same, uh, the same sickness that you, were, that you were healed of just months before. And so it was maybe two or three months after that happened that that same exact symptom came. Uh, you know, it was a scratchy throat and stuffy head and uh, uh, you know, maybe stuffy, stuffy throat and scratchy head. I don't know, but uh, uh, but it was the same symptoms, and uh, but see, I knew what it was the second time. See, the first time I didn't know what it was. They kind of snuck up on you. You know, you, sometimes you're just too lazy to, to deal with it, thinking it'd go away on its own. Uh, and uh, but the second time I knew what it was. Well, that's that's a sinus infection, uh, and I don't have sinus infections. And so you leave in the name of Jesus. Spoke to the infection. And within minutes, it just dissolved, went away. Never, never produced anything. Didn't have to go back to the doctor. Didn't have to take any medication. And and, uh, and I've not had those symptoms since then, you know. But that was, um, but that's not uncommon. So a lot of times, you will get healed. You actually receive your healing by faith, uh, and you may go for months. Uh, and then that same symptom showed up. And a lot of times, we defeat ourselves in that moment, because. Again, our symptoms are the measure of whether or not we're healed. That's not the correct measurement. Our faith is the measurement of whether we're healed or not. Uh, and, and um, you know, Brother Hagen tells a story of a fellow that uh, had real bad arthritis for many, many years and came up uh, in the prayer line uh, and uh, received this healing instantaneously and, and uh, supernaturally healed of arthritis. Uh, and um, uh, months later, like nine months later, he happened to see this fellow in town uh, and um, he said it was staking his cow on an empty lot in town, right? Because, you know, people used to do that. They'd just go find an empty lot, drive a stake in the ground, and tie the rope to the stake and the cow there, and then 
cow would mow the grass for people, I guess, you know, and, and that's what they would do, right? I guess people do stuff like that. Uh, and um, uh, you ever done that, Johnny? <laughs> I think that was even before your time, Johnny. Uh, and so uh, you don't have any cows, right? So, uh, but uh, he saw them, so he stopped by and talked to them. And the guy was bent over, and when he stood up, he just, oh, you know, there's that pain again in his back, you know. And, uh, and uh, he told Brother Hagen, he said, you know, I, I thought I was healed, but I guess I'm not. Uh, and, and so, uh, but, you know, Brother Hagen had a lot more time back then, so he spent, he said he spent quite a bit of time talking to the fella and said, well, let's go back, you know. Uh, did you get healed that day that we prayed for you? Yes. Uh, did you have any pain that day after that? No. And you've not had any pain for nine months or so. No. He said, can you think of any time in the last 20 years or however long it's been that you've ever been free from that pain for even a short time? He said, no, it's been there every day, all day long. Uh, he said, so you have to admit that you were actually healed then, right? So uh, you were healed that day and you've been healed for months until this very moment. Uh, and he said, so then he showed him, you know, the, the several verses in the Bible about death, life and death are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You know, he said, you're defeating yourself by your own words. You're actually believing in the sickness. I guess I wasn't healed. Uh, and by doing that, he opened up the door, door to the devil. And, but he didn't know, right? He had been trained in faith that much. So uh, Brother Hagin was able to get him back into faith and get those symptoms all gone. And he said, you know, he, he spent the rest of his life free from that, that arthritis. Uh, but that's not uncommon. I've seen that a lot of times where people will, will get healed uh, and maintain healing. Uh, you know, it's, and, and there is, especially if you're healed uh, in a strong supernatural way, a lot of times the residual effect of, of that supernatural experience will stay with you for, for a season. And then after that, it'll wane, and then you'll have to maintain it by, just by faith. Uh, and a lot of times what happens is when that, that the power of God will wane, as it normally does, you know, because we don't live in the Spirit 24 hours a day, uh, we walk by faith. Amen? Yeah. And once that wanes, a lot of times people will get back in the natural realm, and, and they get in fear. I hope that doesn't come back on me again. And not even realize it, but they get afraid of that, that disease coming back. And then, uh, and what did Job say? That which I feared the most has come upon me. And, and so you've got to be careful. To, and that's why you need to maintain your faith. Uh, and so if that fear comes on, then you attack it by faith. No, I'm the healed of God. I was healed on that day. And I will be healed and I'll stay healed all the days. So you need to use your faith to maintain your, your health there because... It's not automatic. You know, there's some people's bodies are just healthier than other people's and you know, they can do nothing. Uh, you know, I know a friend of mine, you open up his desk drawer and it looked like a candy, candy store, right? You know, uh, it's got all kinds of candy bars and cookies and all kinds of stuff, you know, and, and he never gains an ounce of weight, you know. And, and of course, everybody hates him for that because, you know, uh, and so, because um, we don't hate people, but, you know, you don't not, uh, you kind of maybe wish you'd gain a pound or two, right? And, and so that'll show him, right? Uh, and so, but then other people have to maintain it by just not eating all that stuff. Uh, and so I tend to be in the second camp there. Uh, and so, uh, so there is, there is a walk of faith. If you want to live in divine health, then you really need to walk in divine faith, right? You need to be able to walk that out in your life because if you don't, then, then really your body is just subject to every other normal thing that everybody else is subject to. So uh, that's the advantage we have as Christians is we don't have to 
uh, be subject to everything else that, that, that everything that everybody else is subject to. We can choose not to participate in that sickness, but we can only do it by faith. Amen. Now, some people will go to the extremes of the world and eat the craziest foods and have the craziest exercise regimens and have the craziest, you know, this and that. And, you know, temperature is always, at, you know, 69.5 degrees and humidity is always at 72 percent in order to maintain their health. You know, and that sounds like a lot of work to me, you know, but they'll they'll and you hear all the time. Well, they, they ate so well and they died young, you know, uh, because at the end of the day, uh, outside of the Lord, there's no guarantee. But inside the Lord, there is a guarantee to live a long life. Amen. Uh, and a lot of times people will exchange natural things for faith. Well, if I do all these things, then I'll live long. Well, what's your faith? Well, I'm not, I don't do faith. I do, you know, uh, gizzard cleaners every month. And if I do a gizzard cleaner every month, then I can live a long life. Well, that's fine. But, you know, there's no supernatural effect to gizzard cleaners, right? Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's just Drano. It's all it is, right? Just cleans out the system and uh, but, you know, there's all kinds of things, you know, they, they, well, you got all kinds of things building up in your system. Most of those things are a lie. It's not really true. Your, your body is naturally capable of taking care of itself, but they can't sell gizzard cleaner unless they make up a bunch of crazy things that aren't true. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, I mean, I told you I was listening to something on, on uh, the radio one time and they said it improves brain function. I love that phrase. Improve. And, I, and, I'm, and, I, and I started talking to the radio. I was like, what does that mean? You don't even know what that means. You just make it up words. It improves brain function. I mean, that sounds like, okay, I got to do that. I mean, I want my brain to be functioning well, so I've got to take that pill. But, but you, know, you know why they say that? Because there's nothing they can prove. Nobody can prove it's true or false. Well, how do you know it didn't work? I mean, you're awake, aren't you? Yeah, well, see, it improved your brain function. I mean, so, now, so they can't say it, it cures things because then they would get sued, right? And so if you, if you really listen to it, they don't say anything. And that's how they get away with it, because it sounds like this. And the you know, testimonial, oh, I've been taking this, and I just feel better. What's that mean? Is there any scientific proof that it actually did anything? You feel better. I mean, I just, I just feel like I can think more clearly now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a testimonial, so you know how much value that is, right? Is there, are they a doctor? No, they're just some guy taking a pill. Uh, it, it, so... Don't, you know, use some wisdom because if you really listen to what they say, they don't say anything because they can't say anything because if they did, they would have to go through the FDA and actually prove that it does things, right? Now, look, I, I don't, you take whatever you want. I don't care. You take all the gizzard cleaners you'd want to. I don't care. But it annoys me when, when these, these commercials are so uh, ambivalent that they intentionally spend 30 minutes not saying anything and they'll sell stuff like crazy. And if, but if you really listen to it, what are you actually saying? They actually never say anything because they can't say. Now, on TV, if they're selling medication, they'll tell you, this right, will, will help you uh, sleep better, right? Well, they had to prove that, right? They can't say that unless they could prove that, right? Uh, but, you know, they'll say like, something like, nothing works better. Well, you know what they just said? Nothing. Because yeah. if they said it works the best, then they got to prove it works better than everything else. Well, they can't say that because, you know, I mean, that's just, they can't say that. But they can say nothing works better because nobody can prove whose works the best, right? And so it's, it's a, we need to have some wisdom yeah. in our lives, all right? And not be so easily drawn into these, oh, yeah, I got to take that, you know? Because uh, I remember one, I mean, I took vitamins for a season and I thought, I don't feel any better. But that didn't mean that vitamins weren't doing what they're supposed to do, but they've done, again, I'm not a doctor, but 
somebody's done long-term studies and, and you know what they found out the vitamins do for you? Nothing. I mean, 20 years, right? Thousands of people, they said, uh, uh, what's the average lifespan? Exactly the same across all these. So, so what did it do? Literally nothing. And, and if you noticed, the whole vitamin industry changed their advertising to, to, you know, you should take this. That's all they say. You should take this because other people take it. Uh, I mean, it's, so they're not saying anything, right? If you listen to what they say, you know what they say? Nothing. But, you know, uh, uh, but, you know, what, what we can say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so and even that, you know, scientists, you know, they say it's not necessarily a bad thing to have germs around because your body has a natural defense against germs and it will do its normal thing of, oh, there's a new germ. Let me build up the defense against that germ. So next time I see it, not a problem. But if you remove all the germs, then your body has no defenses. And, and they've said that they're a little concerned that, you know, with all this all, all this uh, killing of germs, that the germs go, hey, oh, I'm going to build up my, my resistance against that thing, right, whatever it is. And, it, and a lot of, uh, um, like penicillin, right, it was a miracle drug, but they've, they've prescribed penicillin so much that it's almost ineffective, and they had to go to all these other uh, uh, antibiotics, right? Uh, and I'm sure you know more about that than I do. Uh, but I even asked a doctor one time uh, that one of my kids went in for something like strep throat or something, and it was a which is the viral infection, and they prescribed antibiotics. And I said, why are you prescribing antibiotic for this thing when it's not, it's not based on germs, it's based on viruses, which is, and the doctors know that. And so I don't know, I mean, I don't know what he just said, well, it, it won't hurt. I mean, that's basically what he said, it won't hurt. And I'm thinking, well, it does hurt, because if you remove, you know, if you're, if you're always attacking with using the same mechanism, the, you know, there is a devil, there is sickness and disease out there, it will find a way to overcome that and change and morph into becoming, uh, and they've been concerned that these super, they call them super bugs or super germs that, uh, you know, I'm, again, I'm not a doctor, you know, I like reading about this stuff because it's interesting to me, uh, but I am concerned about how effective these marketing schemes are that uh, brain function, I love that brain function, you know, and um, it says nothing, right? That says nothing, brain function, right? Because if they said, hey, it increases, you know, and, and they use all these nebulous words and that, uh, you know, brain flow or, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just, for the most part, it's a big scam. It really is a big scam. But they've got, they've got all these companies get rich on that. Uh, and, uh, and look, I mean, you do whatever you want to. If you feel like you need to take, you know, gizzard cleaner, you take gizzard cleaner, right? Uh, and um, if you need improved brain function, well, then take the pill. I don't know, you know. But uh, my Bible says I've got the mind of Christ, that's right. uh, and that's my pill, right? Yeah. Now, see, that's guaranteed, right? That's it says you've got the mind of Christ. That's not, that's not vague at all, right? I mean, you think the Lord thinks clearly? I think he thinks pretty clearly, right? So when I read the Word of God, it's very specific. Thou shalt be healed, right? Uh, uh, and so, uh, so the Word of God is not, is not vague and not uh, ambiguous. It's very specific. You shall be healed. Uh, and so... That's what you can hang your faith on. You can't hang your faith on brain function, right? There's nothing to apply your faith to. Uh, and so, uh, so and, and all of that then, you know, we're talking about watching symptoms. I don't know how we got off into all that other stuff there. But, but I think, still think it's good because, you know, I'm concerned where 
when Christians will replace faith in the Word of God with faith in this bottle of whatever. If you're taking a bottle of whatever, fine. But don't put your faith in that. Put your faith in God and say, Lord, this bottle of whatever is going to do what it's supposed to do. Uh, and, you know, if it's a lie, like a vitamin or something, you know, then it's going to do that. It's going to do nothing for you, which is fine, right? It's better than hurting you. Uh, and be careful because you know, a lot of people have harmed themselves by, by um, if one, one vitamin is good, then 10 would be better, right? Uh, and you can hurt, you can harm your physical body because they're chemicals, right? They're just, they're packed chemicals that they've extracted from foods and other sources and pack it into a pill. Uh, and so it's, it's already concentrated. And if you take 10 times the concentration, that's not going to be good for your body. And they'll even tell you, you know, I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not, not prescribing anything. But uh, taking 10 times of something is not 10 times better, right? Oftentimes it'll be 10 times worse because your body has to filter all that stuff out. It can't, if it needs only a certain percent, that's all it needs. If you give it 10 times that, it, it doesn't know what to do with it. And sometimes it'll hurt, you know, other functions in your body like your liver. Uh, and so, uh, and, you know, all of those things... You know, the Bible says that, that the body of the exercise profiteth how much? A little. So, so that, that is a sure thing, right? If you want a little uh, increase in your physical abilities, then exercise, right? Because it said it'll profit a little. So it does profit some, but it's not going to guarantee uh, how many uh, long-distance runners die of a heart attack, you know, just fall over dead. So, you know, they may be healthy day-to-day, -day, but long-term, you know, if if it's if the Lord knows that the age 56 or whatever, you're going to die of a heart attack, well, you can run all, all your life. You're still going to die of a heart attack unless you get into faith. So the only thing that you can change that 56-year-old destiny is faith. All right. So the Lord knows, you know, you're going to have an aneurysm when you're 80, 89 years old or whatever. And you don't have to have an aneurysm when you're 89 years old. But the only thing that can stop that is faith. Because the doctors don't know. Oh, they can't look up in a calendar yet. It says right here. You know that uh, on this day you're going to have an aneurysm. They don't know that, but the Lord knows that. Uh, and if you stay in faith, then you can avert those things. So faith is your only sure thing. Amen. Uh, those other things. That's why they call it practicing medicine. And you know, around here we're not against medicine at all, right? We're not against doctors. Not against medicine. I'm against snake oil, right? I am against that, but uh, uh, but I'm not against uh, I'm not against those other things, right? Uh, and so uh, you do whatever you do, right? That's fine. No uh, no problem. None of my business, right? Uh, but I'm going to live by faith, amen, because that's my sure, that's my sure thing. And I always like a sure thing, right? I, I don't like brain function. That's, to me, that's vague, right? Uh, what does that even mean? Uh, but I, I like uh, uh, thou shalt be well. Uh, and so we walk by faith and not by sight. So let's turn to Mark 11 uh, and, and look at uh, a verse here. So he said that, uh, uh, so that was watching your symptoms. So if you're using your symptoms to, to determine if God healed you or not, then you're not in faith, right? That's not the, that's not the measure of whether or not God healed you. Uh, you know, it, it's your faith that determines whether or not God healed you. So Jesus said here um, in Mark eleven twenty two, 22, uh, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Uh, and, and apparently this is a, you know, a fairly... Uh, uh, vague translation because it can it can mean have faith in God or have the God kind of faith or reckon on God's faithfulness um, to rely on or to be sure of doing. Um, so uh, Jesus is telling us to have faith in God or have the God kind of faith um, 
as a commandment, right? So it's something that uh, we can choose to do or not do. So uh, in the area of faith, then, uh, let's turn over to uh, John chapter 9. Let's see where we are. I'm going to get over to John, John chapter 9. So in John chapter 9, uh, let's start in verse 1. It says, As Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin this man or his parents that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither had this man sinned nor his parents. So what was the cause? Was there a cause for the sickness and disease? So that's a question, right? Was there a cause? Did somebody do something that allowed this sickness and disease to come upon them? And what's the answer for this case? The answer is no, right? Nobody did anything. The parents didn't do anything. The child didn't do anything. Nobody did anything. It just happened, right? Because we live in a fallen world and, you know, sin is in the world and it messes up with DNA sometimes and, and it'll sneak in there and, and cause a physical uh, ailment of some kind, uh, not by any sin that anybody committed, it just happens, right? Uh, and a lot of times doctors are like, we don't know why it happened, it just happened, right? Uh, and so, uh, so he said, there's no, there's no reason, there's, there's no reason for it. He said, but that the works of God should be manifested in him, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am the world, I am the light of the world. Uh, and when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground, and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay. And, and this is a real interesting uh, uh, healing right here, because a lot of times Jesus would just speak to the healing, right? Speak to the sickness and disease, rebuke the fever, for example. Uh, we did like with uh, Peter's mother. Uh, or he would lay hands on people, right? Uh, and in this case, he didn't do either one of them. He spat on the ground and, and made some clay uh, of that, and put it on his eyes. I would not be a big fan of that. I don't like anybody touching my eyes. You know, I, I mean, I just, I would not be a big fan of that. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I could say that, but that'd be a statement of faith. You know, I don't, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I'd be like, Jesus, is there any other way? Can we, can you just like rub it on my head or something? I mean, you know, I don't know. But, um, but if he said, is this or not getting your eyesight? You know, I would, I would, uh, I'm sure allow him, but but, you know, when you go to go to the eye doctor and they do that little glaucoma test with a little puff of air, you know, I mean, I'm gripping everything, you know, and I can I can make it right. And, and, and I mean, it's just a puff of air. I know it's not, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to pick up a snake on the ground. But, you know, you get a puff of air in your in your eyes like, oh, you know, I don't know about that. Uh, and so uh, but this is a really unusual healing. Right. So Jesus did something. But was that did he, re- he receive his healing yet? What did he tell the man to do in verse seven? He said, go, he said unto him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. And he went his way, therefore, and did what? And he washed, and what was the result? Came seeing. So now this is an area, this, this topic here, this particular uh, topic uh, in the Brother Bosworth's chapter, is an area that's caused a lot of grief in people. Because for this man, and we know other cases like this, we'll, we'll mention them here in a minute, but for this man, it was necessary for him to go do something, right? Uh, do something by faith. Do a physical act by faith prior to him getting healed, right? Because did the pool of Siloam have any special uh, curative powers? Was it special water? 
No, I mean, you know, if it was today uh, and we found out about that, we'd go open up, you know, the Pool of Salome, you know, healing center uh, and sell vials of Pool of Salome water, you know, and it cures blindness and probably deafness and, you know, uh, low arches and all, you know, we'd make up all kinds of stuff, right? And for sure, it improves brain function, right? Uh, and so uh, we'd be selling it on a street corner. Uh, but no, there was, there was anything special about the pool itself? No, not, it was just plain old water. But it was the act of faith in him going there and doing that and being obedient to the Lord that allowed him to receive his healing. It's the same thing with, uh, you remember Naaman the Syrian, right, in the Old Testament. Uh, and, and Elisha told him to go uh, through Gehazi, told him to go dip seven times in the River Jordan. Uh, and was there any curative powers in the River Jordan? Did it have special powers to, to heal leprosy? No, because, you know, the, the leprosy was in the nation of Israel. And, you know, the River Jordan uh, was supported the majority of, or a bunch of people in Israel for sure anyway. Uh, did any of those Israelites get healed of, of, uh, 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 of leprosy that we know of? No. So there's no, there's no inherent uh, curative powers in that water, but it was the act of faith that allowed him to receive his healing. And the same thing here. So, uh, but, but was there always an act of faith in every single person that received healing as, as far as them doing something? No, a lot of them just showed up and said, Lord, pray for me. Uh, remember the other blind men in, in Jericho? What do you want? Lord, that we might receive our sight. He said, uh, then uh, receive your sight according to your faith. And that's all they did. They didn't go do anything, right? They didn't have to do hop, skip, or jump or anything. Just, just faith alone got it done. In this case... The Lord instructed, uh, instructed a man to go to the pool and, and to be cleansed. Right? Remember when the ten lepers? Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priests. It says, as they went, they were healed. So if the man had not gone to the pool, would he have been healed? No. If the lepers hadn't gone to the priest, would they have been healed? No. If Naaman hadn't gone dipped seven times in the river Jordan, would he have been healed? No. So, well, why is that? We have no idea. Just sometimes it's necessary uh, from the Lord's perspective for you to exercise your faith by doing something. That I believe the, the man told me if I would go to the pool, I'll be healed. So when I go to the pool, I'm going to be healed. See, it's just a way for you to express your faith. He said, run around the church. Well, I can't run, I'm crippled. That's the point of him telling you to run around the church, right? Uh, is If you believe in, in, uh, in what the man said, uh, because he, in that case, if it's uh, a minister, you're believing that the Lord spoke to him to tell you to do that, then it's an act of faith. Uh, and so is it, the, is it the action itself that got the healing? It's not the action. That got, it's the faith that caused him to go do that, that got the job done, right? And so we have to be careful because we, we as human beings love to do things in the natural realm uh, as proof of our healing. Look at me, you know, I'm not taking any medicine for six months, you know. Uh, and and uh, as they said that from their deathbed, right? Uh, and so uh, it's not the act itself that gets the job done. It's the faith that empowered the act. I'm doing this because the man told me to do it. I'm doing it because Jesus told me to do it. And I believe when I go, I'm going to be healed. Uh, and I mean, just like with the, the, with the 10 lepers, it says as they went, they were healed. So they hadn't even arrived at the scene to show the priest that they were uh, free from, from leprosy yet. Uh, they were healed along the way. So 
it, it, it can be a little confusing to people sometimes because they think it's the act that gets the job done. No, you've got you've to do the act by faith. Uh, and then that's what gets the job done. So the, the problem many times that we've done uh, in our uh, healing circles is we think, number one, that you always have to do something to get healed. Run around the church or, you know, jump up and down, hop on one leg, you know, count backwards for a million or something. Uh, and we'll make up stuff sometimes, right? Uh, and uh, I know back in the day, whenever uh, deliverance was, was real popular uh, and it was just out of control, everything was a devil, you know, unless you cried and snotted a little bit, you know, you, you, weren't, uh, uh, you weren't delivered of a devil. You know, nobody did that in the Bible, though, that I know of, right? Nobody was crying or snotting or whatever, you know, whenever there was uh, a, a devil gone from their life. But that's pretty boring, right? You know, devil be gone, and they're gone, and that's it. I mean, there's no, no lights flashing or no thunder rolling or no, you know, uh, doing any weird stuff. It just uh, they, were, uh, they were well, right? And I think maybe the exception was in, in uh, Mark chapter 9 with the epileptic child. Uh, and so, uh, but that's not the rule, right? So uh, what's happened a lot of times in the church is we, we like the theater of it. So we, we start saying, well, you've got to go do something to prove that you're healed. And sometimes we put that pressure on us, right? Uh, and, you know, uh, maybe you're believing God to, to not wear glasses. So you throw your glasses out the window. And then you run over th- uh, three cats and a dog, right? Because you can't see them. Uh, uh, well, that's my act of faith. But if the Lord didn't tell you to throw your glasses out, then it's, you're trying to earn your healing. Well, Lord, I did this, so therefore you need to heal me. So people get that backwards. They try to earn their healing by doing something in the natural realm. No, if you don't want to wear glasses... Wear them every day and believe God that you're healed. And at some point, you'll put them on. It's like, wow, everything's blurry. Take them off. Everything's not blurry. Uh, and then that's when you not, don't wear glasses anymore, right? Uh, and, and, that, and that's really a lot, lot wiser than... Now, if the Lord told you to do that, that'd be one thing. But, you know, you've got to be really careful because if, if, if that action would cause you harm... Because there any harm going to the pool? Pool of Salome? No. I mean, somebody's going to lead him to the pool and then and he'll come back seeing, right? So, so nobody could be harmed by that when he told the, the lepers to go show himself to the priest. Nobody's going to be harm, harmed by that, right? But, but if you're going to flush all your pills down the, down the drain, you know, your body's used to taking that medication. And, and it would be really, it could be really harmful for you to just quit taking your medication 100%, right? Now, again, I'm not a doctor. Uh, so if the Lord told you to do that, you know, I just, I, you know, I'd be, I'd just double check. Lord, are you sure? I mean, I, you know, because... You know, if no harm can come to it, right? Like just, you know, hold your breath for 10 seconds and you get healed. I'm, okay, fine. You're not going to pass out, right? But if you said hold your breath under, you know, 10 feet of water for an hour and then you'll be healed, I'd have to question whether that's really something. That doesn't sound like something the Lord would have you do, right? He's not going to cause you to do anything that would be harmful to you uh, in order for you to get healed. But a lot of people have been pressured into doing that. I've got to stop taking my medication. I've got to not get the, the, uh, uh, not get the surgery or, you know, whatever. And again... Uh, and all of those things, you've got to determine what, uh, what the Lord's telling you to do, right? And, but use some wisdom of that. Be really careful about feeling like I've got to do this in order to earn my healing. Well, the, the Lord won't heal me until I do this. You know, it, that, that's, that's getting it backwards. That's earning your healing by some action of faith. You need to, to go to the pool because the Lord Jesus told you to. Uh, and, um, uh, and not saying, well, if I go to the pool then I'll have earned my healing. So, I mean, it, it can be tough to, to figure that out in your own mind, right? 
What's the difference? Um, and the difference is, uh, uh, you know, did the Lord tell you to do that to begin with, right? Or are you just do, going by presumption? Because a lot of people have thrown glasses out the window, uh, uh, their prescription glasses out the window, and, and believe in God that that's an act of faith. But that's not very wise because you're wearing your glasses for a reason, right? People have flushed a lot of pills down the drain thinking that's an act of faith. Uh, and they need that medication. Uh, now, again, if you take that medication and you feel worse after, you know, again, I'm, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do about your medication. Uh, but, uh, you know, you did that, Johnny. But see, just because Johnny did that, you shouldn't follow Johnny's action of faith because that's his act, right? There's no book, chapter, and verse that says do what he did. That's just what the Spirit of God led him to do. So you, so you don't follow his actions because what if the next blind guy went to the Pool of Siloam? Would he get healed by going to the Pool of Siloam? No, not in particular. I mean, no, there's no reason why he would expect to get healed because the Lord didn't tell him to go to the Pool of Siloam. He's just, well, he went, I'm going to go too. See, then it's superstition, right? That, that's, well, I'm going to go do this natural thing and expect a supernatural result. That's called superstition. A lot of people will follow your actions by superstition. Well, you know, they eat uh, beans and greens every day, so I'm going to eat beans and greens every day and be healthy like them. Yeah, but maybe their body likes beans and greens, you know. Maybe, uh, your body may not. My body doesn't really not a big fan of beans and greens, right? Uh, and so, uh, but, you know, uh, be careful of, of uh, thinking that it's a natural thing that you're doing that gets the job done. So, so he was saying that the issue is a failure to act on faith, which is true, because if the Lord said, do this, and you're not willing to do that, right? Because if the Lord says, hey, quit eating so many cookies, well, that would be an act of faith, right? Uh, and, uh, and you know, well, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with eating cookies. Well, then, you know, die of a cookie aneurysm. I don't know. I don't know what you die of when you eat too many cookies. But, uh, but if the Lord told you to do that, then that's what you should do, right? Now, it's not going to hurt you to eat less cookies, right? So that's pretty safe. We, I mean, we'll, just, we'll just do it, right? It won't hurt, won't hurt you not to, to do that. I know the Lord told my pastor to quit and eat, eat so many French fries. And, you know, he was telling me this at the restaurant. I said, hey, can I have your fries? Because the Lord didn't tell me that, so I can eat your fries and my fries. And so, you know, he, he didn't think it was as fun. I thought it was pretty funny, you know, and, and because, you know, hey, you can't eat your fries. I want them, you know. Don't throw them away. That's a waste, right? So good French fries. I'm going to eat the good French fry. Uh, and so he kind of got offended because he was thinking, well, if I'm not going to eat mine, you shouldn't eat yours. But the Lord never told me that. Because for one thing, he was way out of bounds. He ate a gazillion French fries, right? And I wasn't eating French fries like him. And so, you know, I could probably eat some French fries and be okay. So if the Lord tells you something to do, hey, you need to get up and pray an hour every day or you need to stop doing this. And, you know, the Lord's told me many times and just natural things to do. Stop doing this and, and you'll be fine. You know, I can do that. No problem. And every time I followed his instructions, it's always worked exactly the way he said. So it was supernatural in a sense that he revealed it to me. But it was a natural thing that I did, but I did it by faith. Well, Lord, okay, then, then I'm going to either stop doing this or start doing that. Uh, and that is an act of faith. So if the Lord tells you to do that, uh, you know, again, always use some wisdom. If the Lord tells you to do something that, that uh, could cause you harm, I'd be really suspicious that the Lord would tell you to do that, you know. Has he ever done that? You know, I don't know, maybe. But um, I'd be really cautious about that, you know. And wouldn't hurt to check in with somebody to see what they think about that. Hey, you know, the doctor said if I go swing, you know, across this thousand foot gorge, you know, maybe uh, the Lord will heal me. That doesn't sound like something the Lord would tell you to do. But, you know, 
people come up with crazy things, don't they, all the time about, hey, the Lord told me to do that. It's just down here in my spirit, man. I'm thinking, that does not sound like the Lord to me, but, you know, you didn't ask, so, you know, I can't tell you what to do. Um, so a failure to act on faith. So if the man hadn't gone to the pool of Siloam, he wouldn't have got healed. If the, if the, if the lepers hadn't gone to show themselves to the priests, they wouldn't have got healed. Uh, and if Naaman hadn't gone to the river Jordan and dipped seven times, he would not have got healed. So sometimes, you know, the Lord will ask you to do something. You know, like I said, I'll, we'll, we'll run around the church. Uh, and, um, you know, sometimes it's, remember the Lord told the man to, to stretch forth his hand, you know. What was wrong with his hand? It was withered, which means it was all tied up. So how do you stretch forth your hand if it's withered to begin with, right? So, uh, but the man was willing. And see, sometimes it's just the desire to be obedient is sufficient to get the job done. And so when the man, when Jesus told the man to stretch forth his hand, see, by his desire on the inside to do that, to meet the, the requirements that Jesus had asked him, he was healed in the process of exercising his faith. Because if he'd said, well, Lord, that's dumb. I can't stretch forth my hand. It's withered. That's why it's withered. Be, you know, that's the definition of withered. I can't stretch it forth. It's all shriveled up. And, and so, so sometimes people will, will buck up against uh, the, the act of faith, right? So, um, but look, I, I've seen a lot of people try to jerk wheelchair people up out of wheelchairs, you know, uh, and uh, because it's, it's theater, right? Now, if the Lord told you to do that, fine. And I've heard plenty of stories of, of uh, ministers telling so-and-so to get up out of a wheelchair, and they got up out of a wheelchair. But sometimes we think it's the act of jerking them out of the wheelchair that gets the job done. It's not jerking them out of the wheelchair that gets the job done. Uh, it's the faith that gets the job done, always. And that's, like I said, that can be hard to discern uh, on your side. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, I think most of the time it's pretty obvious. If, if the Lord tells you to do something to just wacko, it's probably not the Lord. Uh, if, uh, and then other, other than that, then you have to determine for your own self what's the best plan of action, right? And so like when Chris was on blood pressure medication, uh, she asked the doctor what she's got to do to get off of it. And he, he thought it was an odd question because from his perspective, once you get on it, you never get off of it. Uh, and so, but, but she's not on it anymore. And, um, you know, she did what the doctor said. And then um, uh, she, she checked her blood pressure on a regular basis. And then after a while, it was, it was fine without the medication. Uh, so if, if your blood pressure is fine, there's no need for medication, right? We'll just take it anyway. Well, you know, no, blood pressure medication is very strong. But again, you don't go do that because she did that. She did that because that she believed that's what the Lord had her to do, right? And I think, did you go down to half a pill first for a while or something? I don't know. Uh, the half the dosage, you know. And so, um, but she was taking it, right? And some people just get off it entirely and, and, uh, and not by faith, but they're hoping that this action will earn them right to be healed. So don't try to buy your healing by some act, amen? And that's really, that, and that's only, you're the only one who can figure that out if you're doing that or not. And if you don't know, then don't do it. And if you don't know, because faith knows, right? If you don't know, if you, well, I hope that this works. I wouldn't do it. If you don't know for sure, I wouldn't do it. I'd keep on taking the medication, right? I'd keep on doing what the, what the, the doctor said to do. So, so just be careful about um, uh, the failure to act on faith. That is true, right? If the Lord tells you to do something specifically and you, and, and you refuse to do it, then that could cause you problems. But the other, other danger is in the fanatical area where you do something that's just kind of foolish hoping that uh, well i'm going to go run out on the highway and if i make it all the way across eight lanes of traffic 
without getting run over, then God said he'd heal me. Um, well, you know, they're probably going to be scraping up a, 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 a greasy spot in the middle of the highway, right? Uh, and so, uh, but there have been a lot of things like that. In fact, I remember uh, Lester Summerall telling a story of a, of a friend of his that was uh, uh, sick and had kind of heart problems and, and some evangelists came through town at the guy's church, not at, at uh, Brother uh, Summerall's church, but at his another church, and got up and said, if you're taking medication, you're in, you're in sin because uh, everything not in faith is sin. And so you need to, if you're on med- you need to stop taking medication. And the guy did, and he died. And Lester was mad about it. Uh, and, you know, rightfully so, because, uh, you know, you can take medicine by faith. You know that, right? Uh, and so it's not sin to take medication. Amen. Now, you could take it in doubt and unbelief, too, right? I mean, you can do anything. You just, just about anything you can do, you can do it either in faith or do it in doubt and unbelief. And the only one who could discern that is you and the Lord. Uh, and so the man could have been taking his medication by, by faith. I don't know. None of my business, right? Uh, so there, there's been a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, problems with this particular topic. It's true topic, right? The Lord, may, the Lord may tell you to do something. Stop doing this or start doing that. For you, don't eat French fries. Or for you, don't, you know, don't do this. Or you know, whatever it is, those things are due. But usually they're pretty obvious and, and um, uh, not life-threatening to do that. Amen? Uh, and so... I don't put a constraint on the Lord. The Lord can tell me to do whatever he wants to do. Uh, but I'd have to really uh, make sure that if something that's serious, like throw your glasses out the window, you know, I'd have to really make sure that that was the Lord. I, you know, I, I mean, it'd be, it'd have to be like a burning bush kind of a thing, right? Before, before I could do something like that. Cause it's just, I don't think it'd be wise to do that. Amen. Uh, and so any questions about that? You know, this is an area that I think is, has got a lot of uh, has had a lot of problems in the church, right? Uh, where people feel like they've got to earn their faith, or earn their healing by by doing something, and that's you're getting it backwards, right? You're, you're motivated to do that because of your faith. Uh, and so, just real quick, turn over to Hebrews uh, chapter ten. So some of these things kind of uh, they overlap a little bit. Uh, and uh, they can be related, and, and so, you know, these are just things that he wrote down, uh, but I think they're all valuable to us, and so here in James chapter 10, uh, he said uh, in verse uh, 35, he said, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward, uh, and so, uh, you know, we, we, when we're in faith, then uh, there is a certain level of confidence that the Lord will do this. Amen. Uh, and he said, cast that, that away. And that really kind of goes back up into some other things we said earlier about you started in faith and then somewhere along the way, either by looking at your symptoms, you know, sometimes other people will defeat your faith. Oh, I thought you'd be healed by now. Uh, you know, there, it's amazing how few people can be on your side sometimes in faith, right? Oh, you believe in that faith stuff? You know, oh, you're one of them, right? Uh, and, you know, thanks for the assistance. You know, thanks for the help there, right? And no, uh, and what happens? A lot of times your confidence will be diminished, right? Because you said cast, cast it not away. So you can start in confidence and then somewhere along the way just cast it aside. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, you were in faith that day. You were in faith the day after that, the day after that. But... Um, Somewhere along the way, you lost it, right? Uh, and that goes back to what Miss Vicky was saying about it's good to maintain your faith by 
thanking him for it, right? Lord, I thank you I'm healed. I mean, every time I think about it, Lord, I'm healed. I thank you that I'm healed, Lord. See, that, what, what are you doing? You're reinforcing your confidence. Uh, and that's healthy. That's good. Uh, and a lot of people, they won't say, they, they'll get in faith that day and then say nothing until it either manifests or doesn't manifest. Uh, and, and I can guarantee you something like that, their, their confidence will wane over a period of time because they're not strengthening it, maintaining it, and that sort of thing, right? Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, um, uh, you know, in the technical world, when, when uh, you're sending signals down a long wire, uh, a lot of times what they'll do is if it's at point A and point B, somewhere in the middle, they'll they'll do uh, uh, what's called a signal booster. So, uh, you know, because that signal over a long distance will start to wane and decrease and diminish. And so to, to maintain that signal level halfway through, they'll have a signal booster. They'll take that same signal. And they'll increase its strength so that it can continue on further down the signal. And that's really you maintaining your confidence. You need a signal booster, which is just. Uh, you declaring, I'm the healed of God. And, you know, when you do that, your faith kind of rises up a little bit again. It, it strengthens itself again. And, and you remind yourself, oh, yeah, the Lord, I was prayed for that day. Uh, I did everything the word said. I had hands laid on me. I called upon the elders of the church. I got uh, anointed with oil, all of the above, right? I mean, you could get them all done, right? I got uh, a prayer cloth and everything, right? Uh, and, and, uh, and even a couple of prophecies. And you got them all the bases covered. So between that point in time and the manifestation of your healing, you need to maintain your confidence and not let it wane by, oh, you know, I thought I was healed and, you know, so-and-so, you know, they didn't get healed of that. So-and-so, they, what are you doing? You're diminishing your confidence, right? And, you know, it does, it does matter who you hang around with, uh, who you listen to, right? Uh, and I don't want to be around any doubt and unbelievers doubters and unbelievers when i'm trying to obtain faith right trying to maintain my faith i want to be around people that's going to encourage my faith uh, praise god you, you're still healed aren't you yeah uh you know and, and they can see that you're that you're not but uh, the faith of it needs to be maintained amen and, and so don't cast away your confidence because uh there's a lot of people who are one day away from receiving their healing right it was divine destiny that on tuesday at 3 p.m uh, all the symptoms will go away and at Tuesday at lunchtime, you go, well, I guess it's not going to work after all. And, and the Bible says, don't cast it away. Well, what, what did you do? You cast it away. So if you cast it away, is that something on the Lord's side? No, it's on your side. Now, can you get it back? Well, sure, you can get it back. But it may be Tuesday of the next month, right? You missed your little window. There was a window right there. You know, I, I, I'm not the Lord. I'm not the Lord. I don't set the schedule at all. Uh, but sometimes we miss our opportunities by not maintaining our confidence, right? Uh, and again, you don't have to lie about it. No, I don't have any symptoms at all, you know, as you're coughing and gagging and wheezing, right? Uh, you don't have to lie about it. Just say, you know, um, I'm healed as you're coughing and gagging and wheezing, right? Um, just maintain your confidence, amen? Uh, and, and so, uh, well, we'll continue next week on these items there. But uh, I, I like Hebrews 11 or 1035 because... Uh, that is an issue that I have seen a lot of times where people will cast away their confidence, right? They'll, they start in confidence, some along the way, they go, I guess I wasn't healed. And they just took all that confidence and threw it out the window. And they were on their way to obtaining their healing, right? Uh, I don't have a time frame. I can't tell you how long it's going to take. I do believe that the more faith that you have, the shorter that time occurs. Uh, and as you grow in faith, that time will decrease uh, every day, right? To, uh, when you're dealing with things in your life. You have that ability to do that. Amen. 
Uh, and so let's pray and thank the Lord for his word. So, Father, we thank you for the word of God. And, Father, we thank you that we can maintain our confidence, Father, throughout the whole uh, process to start in faith, to walk by faith every day and not by sight, to not use our symptoms as a judge of whether you're faithful or not. Father, your word is judge enough for us. You said you would heal us. So, Father, we're confident that you, that you uh, will be faithful to do what you said. Uh, that if you said you would heal us, then you're faithful to heal us. So, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you that we are the healed of God. And, Father, we give you all the praise and the honor for it. Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. We'll make sure that you uh, maintain your faithfulness, amen. Signal boosters, right? That's your technical discussion for today. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, we, we need to maintain that, amen. Uh, and so, uh, why don't we get ready to receive this afternoon's offering and we talked to Miss Sue uh, yesterday, and uh, she's finished with all of her chemo, and um, she's gotten a clean bill of health. Uh, so the doctor said, uh, stay hidden away for another month after so all that stuff gets flushed out of your system. And so she's planning on, on being here for healing school in a couple of weeks, so it'll be good to see her. Uh, and, um, but she's done really well with that. And, and so, um, you know, it's unfortunate that the, the devil keeps... Uh, rising up, but, you know, she's the healed of God, amen, and she has every right and privilege to live a long, healthy, uh, satisfied life, amen, uh, and we're believing God with her that, uh, that this is not a reoccurring thing, it just, it did to this last time, but uh, she's not required to have this again any of the days of the rest of her life, amen, so come ahead, Mr. Jared, and, um, and we'll let you know as soon as we get some more uh, books available, um, and, uh, I know some people want to give other people some books, and so we'll get those at some point in time. And um, and if you really want me to sign your book, I'll, you know, I'll be glad to sign it. You know, no problem with that at all. Um, for a small fee, right? There's a you know, <laughs> we'll have a little tip jar there, right? Uh, and so, uh, but no, uh, but read the book, right? I didn't give it to you. Just it is pretty book, but you know, if it's only there to to uh, look pretty. Uh, you know, then it won't do you any good, right? It's the contents of it that's helpful. Amen. Well, be blessed. Have a wonderful week in the Lord, and uh, we'll see you next Sunday.